Welcome to Let It Grow Investing. I'm Jeff. Thank you for stopping by. Let's talk about stocks, crypto, market news, investing ideas, and strategies. I'm not a financial advisor, and this is only for entertainment purposes. Please make sure to like, follow, and share so that we can all grow together. Hey guys, just wanted to let you know that the investing challenge vote is now open both on the Facebook uh, group page, the Let It Grow Investing page, or on Spotify. You can vote on either one. Please do not vote more than once per person. And I will total up the votes on Sundays at noon, and we will be buying that stock on Mondays. So please feel free to vote and uh, invite others to do the same. And we're going to get started on the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Let It Grow Investing. I am Jeff, and thanks for stopping by. We are on episode number 44 here. Uh, it's been uh, quite a long couple of days for me out uh, doing some snow work, uh, keeping roads and businesses, neighborhoods all open and clear so that uh, you know we can get out there and function and do all the things that we're, we're used to doing. So a lot of late nights, a lot of early mornings. A lot of uh, lost sleep on my end, but uh, I'm out here trying to do do my part and try to uh, get this episode out on time, uh, as normally scheduled on Thursday mornings. We know we are normally doing the Monday and Thursday release on this show, uh, so please make sure to like and subscribe for uh, all those uh, updates that we're going to be having and all the different market news that we've got going on out there. Uh, there is a lot of different stuff going on in the market right now. It's been a bit of a rocky week. We started off Monday uh, roaring into the new year. And then Tuesday, we kind of had this uh, sell-off and you know, kind of pulled back in a lot of different ways. The, uh, one of the reasons for that is the, the Fed is looking to possibly shrink their, uh, their asset portfolio. Uh, they've got about $8.76 trillion in assets. They're looking to dump some of these different bonds, which is going to fight inflation. You know, when they are buying bonds, they're pushing money into the economy. They're buying the bonds from the government. The government gets the cash, uh, which is basically digital. They just print it out of thin air, more or less. And that gets pushed into the economy. Uh, so now they're doing basically the opposite. They're, they're you know, pushing the bonds out. They're not buying back or not buying the bonds. And they're, they're now going to be selling what they have. So it's going to be the opposite effect, more or less, kind of in a nutshell. And it's going to try to shrink this inflation number. That's been a growing concern that we've been talking about. Uh, it's going to do pretty much the opposite of what we've had. So we're not going to have that money printer. The money printer was getting shut off. We already talked about that. Uh, but now they're looking to dump some of these bonds, which is going to absorb some of the other money out there. That is uh, so much cash out there in people's pocketbooks. So that's, uh, that's one thing we've got going on. We also had uh, the December jobs report uh, came in much higher than expected. They added 807,000 new jobs uh, in the month of December versus it was about 400,000 that were projected. So that's a good sign, although there were a record number of uh, people quitting their jobs in November, uh, which you know is the opposite effect on uh, on inflation and things like that when you know they have to pay these people more or the new employees more to have them come to work obviously the cost of goods sold is going to be higher that's going to get passed down to us as consumers uh so it's definitely good to see that uh, 
the amount of jobs that were added in December is over double what was projected. Uh, it is a little concerning that uh, we have a record number of people quitting as of uh, November. I'm sure a lot of that is based on uh, mandates, mask mandates or vaccine mandates at different jobs. A lot of people probably get near that retirement age and just were ready to quit anyhow. But some of these things might have pushed them to do that sooner. Um, but overall, we're still under uh, pre-pandemic levels for employment. We're about four million lower than what we were pre-pandemic. So we're still trying to get back to that number to, uh, you know, even out the economy, make sure supply chain still uh, rolling along as we need it, making sure that uh, everything's still in place and all the pieces of the puzzle uh, ultimately fit together. That's really what we're really looking to do here. Uh, but this news yesterday or uh, Tuesday, I'm recording on Wednesday, you'll hear it Thursday, but the, the news out of the Fed saying that they're going to possibly uh, shrink the size of the assets that they hold. Uh, really caused the market to sell off on Tuesday. We're fighting a little bit of that here on Wednesday as well. We started uh, the day off lower. We are trying to claw back at some different gains. But uh, again, the uh, the growth stocks are taking the, the brunt of what's going on right now. Uh, you got, uh, let's take a look at the charts here. End phase down uh, 6.5%. Lucid down 6 and a third percent uh, Salesforce CRM down 5.3% at the moment. So those are some, uh, some big ones that, uh, are higher PE or higher, uh, price to sales ratios. And they tend to sell off first when you have that, uh, that shrinking economy, things like that are going to make these cheaper and, uh, also money be more expensive as people are going to be able to buy more bonds rather than invest in these companies. So money flows from one to the other. Uh, so gross stocks are going to be getting hit. I'm a little bit surprised with uh, Salesforce coming down this much. Uh, haven't really seen any specific news. I'm going to check on it right now that would bring this one down so much because the the Dow and Salesforce is a component of the Dow. It, it is a Dow uh, 30 stock. And uh, the Dow is doing well today. It's it's holding up better than the others. So this one is, is selling off. I don't really see any news uh, immediately on E-Trade. But uh, it is selling off. So I am looking to see where that one might bottom out. I do think this one has a uh, potential to become a uh, about a $1 trillion market cap within the next 10 years. Uh, currently, it's about $250 billion. So I do think it could have 4x growth over that next 10 years. This year, projections for growth are about 25%. And then next year, their numbers are looking uh, projected are about 49%, I believe. And uh, so definitely have a lot of room for growth. It is it is a higher P.E. stock. I think it's about 120, 130 on the P.E. ratio, but it is a, a high growth stock. So it is getting beat down. And like I said, I'm not exactly sure as to why it's one of the, the loss uh, leaders today, but uh, it is certainly one that I will watch and certainly one that I would like to add to if it gets down to uh, closer to that yearly low, you know, that low 200 level. That's where I'm really looking to, to add some more to this one. Um, but we do have, like I said, some Dow stocks that are up today as well. Um, I'm looking at, well, maybe more than just Dow. I know Boeing's having a decent day. Caterpillar's up to 221. I know we were looking at that one around the 190 mark. Uh, so that one's had a little bit of a rally here. You know, 30 bucks in a matter of maybe a couple months. Qualcomm, we are still pushing 
record highs in that one. We're uh, about 190 right now. And I know maybe you know, even October, this past October, it was 122. And that was really at that price point where I said, this one is too cheap. Even right now at a 23 times PE, I still think this one's cheap. You get a dividend, you get a chip play. Uh, they've got a lot of different things going for them. They're getting into a lot of different markets. They're not necessarily just tied to Apple anymore. Uh, they're looking to get into more of the Internet of Things and more different devices, automotive. Uh, it's definitely one that I like. I've, I've said that before. It's one that I see doing better, one that's going to be growing. Um, a lot of their numbers are going to be a bit skewed because I think their year ends in September. So we've already been in year 22, but I think when uh, the end of 22, the numbers are going to come out and everyone's going to be thinking they should have bought this one. I, I do see some upside here. Mar the analysts only say 3%. I still think they've got a lot of room to grow. Uh, so that's one that I'm watching. Um, as I said, you know, Enphase getting beat down to 166. This is one that I had said I was trimming around, I think it was like 260, maybe a little bit higher than that. It, it had run up so quick. I said I had to get out of it before we got uh, beat down. So I did go ahead and sell that or sold some of that. Uh, I will probably be looking to add when it comes down another uh, 5, 10%. So I'm looking to find a bottom in that one. Matterport uh, is down also. I've been adding to that one as it uh, comes down here. I uh, did not really see it getting this low, but uh, it's down here now. And I'm going to continue adding to build out this uh, tier three position for me. It is going to be one of my smaller plays, but I definitely see it having a lot of upside. Um, and a lot of the AR, VR, metaverse, uh, even... You know, we've, we've talked about all their customers before, but, uh, you know, Redfin and Zillow and things like that use Matterport to do 3D renderings of homes. I know some different design firms use their, their technology also. Uh, current average price target on this one is 32.33, which represents an 84% of upside. Uh, I definitely think it's it's getting to the point where it's oversold. I haven't checked that on the charts, but um, I'm feeling like it's it's getting down to where it's getting too cheap. And I would certainly suggest taking a look at it, a closer look if uh, that type of stock and that kind of growth. And uh, risk tolerance fits into your portfolio. I definitely think it's one that has a good uh, five-year run on it uh, going forward. There's a, a lot of different things that are getting built out that should treat this one well. And it's, it's definitely one that uh, I'm going to try to build a, a sizable position in. Uh, in the next, you know, in the next year or so, I'd really like to continue to add to this one. Uh, and it's certainly better to add while it's down. So they're, they're, for me, not much better of a time than when a, a stock that I have a high conviction in uh, has a sell off like this. You got to see it as an opportunity to add or buy or at least take note and know where you want to be adding to it. Uh, so for me, I will be uh, watching this one close. I will probably keep dollar cost averaging in a little bit when uh, when the time is right and when I've got the money for it. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's what's going on there. The uh, week two investing challenge is still open. We are looking at uh, the EV stocks this week. Uh, right now, we've got uh, Ford in the lead. We've got uh, Tesla, Neo, Lucid, and Rivian on there as well. That is over on the Facebook group, Let It Grow Investing. Uh, please feel free to stop by, join the group. I will add you uh, as it is a private group now. 
I had too many scammers and spammers trying to, you know, sell stuff within the group. So I had to uh, shut it down from being public to private. And uh, for that reason, you know, I, I got to either someone's got to invite you, or you got to be let in, uh, you know, basically just go ahead and fill out the, the answers and you'll get let right in. It's not a not a big problem. Uh, so yeah, that's what I got. Go ahead over there. Uh, make sure to vote on the uh, the investing challenge where we're going to be putting $200 a week in every Monday. We bought NVIDIA this week on week one. Uh, it proceeded to sell off as I, you know, sometimes have the luck of having that happen. With the uh, the Fed news coming out on Tuesday, we, we bought during a bit of a, a bull run on uh, Monday, first day of the year. You know, sometimes that happens day one of the year, they uh, the stocks run up and then we we kind of sell off a bit. So uh, that one, you know, I kind of kind of anticipated to have a little bit of rocky road ahead until we uh, at least get out of the first couple of weeks of trading. And uh, yeah, that's what I got. So go ahead over there to the uh, the Facebook group. Make sure to vote on which one you think we should be buying for the for the year ahead and uh, make your vote count. And I will take a quick break and I will be right back after this short message. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, so before I get into the next piece here, I just wanted to uh, remind you, you know, uh, got the different links in the description, uh, crypto.com, Binance, Webull, if you want some free shares, if you want to build a uh, a portfolio, you can do fractional shares and do uh, crypto online. And then E-Trade is where I do all my main trading. That's my main brokerage account. We're using Webull for the investing challenge. So I will try to keep posting up some results. Uh, try to do probably weekly as to what the group is doing on the investing challenge, our progress and what we're buying and how it's looking. Um, and then there's also the uh, the link to support the channel at uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow. And uh, that's where you can uh, help support the channel for as little as 99 cents a month. Uh, keep the lights on around here. And, uh, you know, ultimately, if we can do some future giveaways or some different promo type stuff, uh, that'd be kind of cool, too. So if I can uh, get that going, that'd be great. That link is on uh, uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow. So the uh, the week two investing challenge is uh, still going on, like I said, you know, and we've got some some different, uh, you know, different results than what I had anticipated. I'm seeing Ford in the lead right now. And, you know, originally when I had started this, I had pretty much asked everyone, what, what kind of information are you guys looking to hear? What are you looking to learn about? And everyone said growth, high risk. And now the the majority of the votes are for Ford, which is, you know, not necessarily high risk or or high growth. I really thought we'd be getting some some more responses for Lucid, Neo, Tesla, um, or even Rivian, which yeah, yeah, that that one I'm kinda gonna steer people away from right now. It's just a little overvalued in my opinion. But uh I kinda didn't get into that on the Monday show, but there, there's no votes so for for Rivian yet, so I'm I'm kind of just throwing it out there. That's the that that would be the one that I wouldn't really want to pick at this price point and pre-production everything else going on. There's a little too bit too much hype for me. But looking at Ford, um, they've got the the Lightning truck coming out. Uh, the orders are going to be opened up tomorrow. Uh, so they originally had anticipated about a forty thousand unit demand on this truck um 
which, you know, I thought was, you know, pretty good numbers just starting off having the first EV truck. I didn't know really who was going to jump on board and they had underestimated it. They doubled it. I think it was 75,000 and they, you know, then had under underestimated that number. So now they're up to 150,000 and they had to close down the pre-orders and, but they, they had announced that they're able to do the 150,000 and then they had closed down the orders and then now they're going to be producing those and then doing waves of deliveries on the the other vehicles as they are uh available to do that as as they're available to produce them so they've got uh the builder i'm not sure if the ev the build the vehicle on their website is live now or if it goes live tomorrow Uh, but i believe you can actually order your vehicles as soon as uh today now that it's going to be the episode will be coming out tomorrow so the work truck models are going to be starting around 39.9 and that's going to be a pretty stripped down basic version the uh, consumer-minded vehicle is going to start at about 52.9 and then you can get it loaded up to about ninety thousand dollars i'm sure it's going to have pretty much all the same stuff that their their other trucks their f-150s the you know uh, 250s, 350s, you can probably get all the different trim levels. I would hope they would do that. I, I haven't really seen that yet. Um, I will definitely check out the website and see how they, uh, how they look and what you can build and different options, uh, when that comes live. Uh, but hopefully you can, they keep the same type of trim levels going into the new, uh, new model or the new line of the, the lightning pickup as they have in the, the other ones. I, I don't really like that about four in the past where um, the platinum means one thing on this trim, but then the other, another vehicle, it would be the limited. And then another vehicle, it's, you know, something different. They've always got a different trim level as to what's what they have. Well, I'm getting into some of the reasons why I haven't really taken uh, Ford into my, my buying plan before I have traded it before. But they've, they've done a lot of different things that I really didn't like from a company. They, they change the models very frequently as far as, you know, they've, they've had the sedans and they got rid of sedans. They had the Taurus, got rid of it when it was the number one selling car, brought out the 500, trashed that, brought the Taurus back. And the list goes on of all these different things that they have done. And I mean, even recently bringing the, the Mustang Mach-E in. Uh, I guess you get the recognition of the nameplate, but now it's a completely different vehicle. Uh, I don't know if that's just the way they're going to try to transition into having an EV Mustang, or if it's for EPA concerns that the Mustang line will now have a an EV counterpart, even though it's not the same vehicle. Um, and then, you know, just getting rid of the sedans altogether, they're going SUVs and crossovers and pickup trucks, which is their sweet spot. I'm not going to argue that. But there's a lot of different things going on out there that made me think, you know, what are they doing? And do they have a, a clear vision of where they're going or are they just kind of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks? Uh, so that's one of the reasons I never really got into it. Uh, I also really thought that there was more growth from companies like Tesla and Neo. So I was bigger into those. I still am bigger into those. You know, I like a lot of the tech out of the Teslas. I like a lot of the the different ways they're looking to scale the business from insurance to solar to battery uh, packs and charging stations and, and the different insurance things that they've got going on. Uh, I might have already said that, but a lot of different things that they were doing really made sense to me. 
and you know Neo. Like I've said before, they, you've got a lot of growth in China. They're looking to get into Europe and U.S. And the battery tech that they have is probably one of the, the better ones, in my opinion, from the fact that you can swap a battery within three minutes and you're back on the road with a fr fully charged battery. Uh, so there's a lot of different things there that I thought were going to do better. We're going to have more growth. I didn't really see that in Ford. Uh, the, the EV numbers are looking solid. I hope it is a great product that you know a lot of people want and ultimately i do think that it is a consumer-minded vehicle right now i know they do have the work models um but ultimately if you're really running a business and you need a, a heavy duty truck this is not it um you know if i needed a, a truck for my job and doing snow removal i don't have time to wait on a battery to charge when uh you know snow's falling at a, an inch plus an hour we've got to get out there we've got to get it cleaned up and this truck doesn't give you that capability uh nor is it really set up to to haul a lot and get you know decent range as far as the battery is concerned which is a, a bit of a downside to all evs at this point hopefully the the tesla semi comes out and is is better on the range uh but ultimately we got to see all those things it's uh Right now, I, I think it is a consumer-minded vehicle. I do think that it, it serves a lot of good purpose. And, you know, a homeowner might like this vehicle for a, a daily driver. And then you can still, you know, go to the hardware store or whatever on the weekend or the, you know, supply yard and get some stuff. But ultimately, it's not a work vehicle for me yet. It might be a supervisor vehicle where you can run around and take a look at jobs, but you're ultimately not really carrying too much on a regular basis. Um, but that being said, I think it's the the best option that's out there right now. Uh, the the Cybertruck is in no way, shape, or form going to be that, and I'm sure the prices are going to be higher. Uh, I don't think it's geared for work at all. Uh, and then you got GM coming out with the the Hummer that can crab walk sideways down the street, which I think is more showboat than practical. I don't see that they're going to sell that many of those, especially at a higher price point. Uh, lower range, I believe. And uh, ultimately, it's a, a show-off vehicle as, as far as I see. So I don't, I don't think there's going to be the, the huge demand on that. And I think the, the Silverado is supposed to come out late 23, but we really haven't heard any hype about that. So I think Ford is going get to get to the punch first there. Uh, also, another reason why I, don't, I didn't put GM in this challenge. Uh, ultimately, I think they're a little bit further behind and uh, Ford might take the cake there on bringing that first real truck to market, which is going to be a game changer as, you know, the U.S. is uh, home of the truck pretty much. I mean, we're definitely the leader in, uh, in truck sales. So for those different reasons, I think Ford is well positioned. I really thought some of these numbers were going to be a bit different, uh, but ultimately time will tell. There's still, uh, what do we got, four days left until the vote closes on Sunday and we will uh, see where it goes. So if uh, you haven't voted, please go ahead and go over to the Let It Grow investing page and vote up. We need to get these numbers to where they are a bit larger. So uh, we really have a sample size and we're really making uh, you know, educated choices from a group of people, not just a few. So if you uh, have not voted, please go over there and do so. And uh, that's about all I got for you guys today. Uh, stay up to date on the uh, the Facebook page. I will keep trying to update you on uh, different 
news going on in the markets. And uh, I'm going to go get some rest and get ready for the next snowstorm coming in tomorrow night and try to get everything ready that I've got to get together for that. So without uh, any more talking, that's what I got for you guys. And I will catch you on uh, Monday morning. Thanks for stopping by. Please make sure to like, subscribe by turning on the notification bell, and sharing this podcast to help our community grow. Check the links in the description for offers on eTrade, Binance, and Crypto.com to get your investing journey started. You can also help support the podcast on our Anchor.fm webpage. Until next time, let's get invested and let it grow.